Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs, and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Matt Browning, of course. Welcome back to the show. So stoked to be with you this week. I hope you've been having a good week. I hope you're getting out there and crushing it, hustling, doing what you're supposed to do out in the world. Um, Today, this week, we have a massive amount of inspiration, motivation, and leadership principles coming your way with my guest, Rob Schallenberger. Now, if you haven't heard of Rob, he's all over the place. He's one of the world's leading authorities on leadership and execution. He's trained and coached hundreds of companies around the world, including many Fortune 500 companies, uh, organizations like the Dallas Cowboys, Charles Schwab, Pepsi, and even Make-A-Wish Foundation. You've seen him on NBC, ABC, and even the Today Show. After spending two years in service in Bolivia, he attended uh, Utah State University, where he graduated in 2000, earned an MBA from Colorado State University, and I can't wait to hear the stories on this. He served as an F-16 fighter pilot and in the Air Force for 11 years. He was also an advance agent for Air Force One and traveled the world with foreign embassies in the Secret Service. Um, Quite quite a history, quite a man, quite a character. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. How are you? Well, first of all, thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me on the show. And thanks to all the listeners for making time. And, uh, you know, the hope is that this is going to be worth your time and we'll have a great experience here. Hey, we don't hope, man. We don't hope. We just make it worth your time. <laughs> we will make it happen. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, first thing I want to start off is you, did you, when you were younger, did you ever think that you, did you always plan to go kind of the military route? The, did you dream about being a pilot or, well, first, yeah. How did that come to be? Is it family or is this something that just kind of happened because it happened? What's the story with getting into the Air Force? Yeah, great question. So my grandfather had a farm up in Idaho. And he, in World War II, had flown a little bit, had gone through training, and then World War II ended, so they released all the pilots. And so he always loved flying. And I remember we'd spend you know, months up there during the summer in Idaho on this farm, and it's really out in the middle of nowhere. And we'd spend you know, one or two different months. And during that time, we'd, we'd go out on his dirt strip, strip and fly in this Cessna. He had an old Cessna 182. And he'd take us out flying. We'd go up and we'd look for cattle. And I still remember him. Uh, you know, we have these videos of this little redhead sitting in the front, you know, myself. And I'd say, all right, Robbie, keep your hand on the stick. <laughs> no, keep your eyes straight ahead. And that was just the beginning of this love for aviation. And it was interesting because I didn't really ever say I wanted to be a pilot until about 16 years old. And Matt, I think a lot of people listening to this can probably relate to our teenage years not being the easiest time in our life. You know, not a lot of self-confidence, maybe not making the best decisions all the time. Getting in trouble. I was a getting in trouble teenager and a bit of a loner. Didn't have a lot of friends uh, back then. That's why I started the podcast. So I'd have friends. <laughs> what, were your, what were your teenage years like that got you? That was just it. It was kind of a tough time in life for me. And then I remember sitting at this event in Utah called the Stadium of Fire. It's 55,000 people. July 4th. It's one of the largest 4th of July celebrations anywhere in the country. And every year they start this 4th of July celebration with a four-ship flyby of F-16s. And if you've ever listened to or watched a fighter flyby in real life, you know how awesome that sounds. When you feel the rumble of the jets, you know, you can actually hear it and feel it in your heart. (laughs) And these jets went by and I remember feeling that. And both my brother and I looked at each other and said, someday we're going to fly those jets right over this stadium. 
And really what happened there is that was the beginning of a seed being planted. That was the beginning of, of what we would call a personal vision. And at 16, I couldn't tell you, yes, my personal vision is, but it was powerful. And suddenly I said, I want to become a fighter pilot. And this became so powerful for me that I got laser focused at this point. So I was all over the place. Not anymore. At this point, it was a laser focus. And I was determined I had this destination in mind, hence the power of a personal vision. And it took, it took years and a lot of people saying this is a this only 1% of people who start will do this. Uh, and fast forward the clock 15 years later, both my brother and I ended up becoming fighter pilots. And in 2007, we made an application to the Pentagon to do the flyby for this stadium of fire. And they, oh my gosh. So in 2007 with Glenn Beck emceeing the event for 55,000 people uh, and all the family in the stadium, both my brother and I did the flyby and it was just awesome. I'll never forget flying by the stadium and, and the ground controller who was in the stadium came over the radio and said, Viper 1-1, which is our call sign. He said, nice flyby, shacked the timing, which means perfect timing. And then he said, congratulations, Schallenbergers. And I'll never forget the chills that were up and down my arm because it had taken 15 years to make that a reality. And it all started right there in that stadium uh, where the seed was planted, where the vision started. And it really was a pretty cool story and experience. Obviously shaped who I was, my character, and so many things that we later use with companies and things like that. And this it is was, you and your brother having this dream and you both get to fly over at this point. He says, congratulations, Schallenbergers. Over the 15 years of going through there, I'm assuming there was probably, were there, were there ups, downs, keeping a hold of the vision. I know that's a huge principle. Staying with the vision, knowing this is your dream, knowing this is what you want. Were there ever moments of, like it seemed like it was no way going to happen or became impossible because maybe a grade or an obstacle got in the way? And if so, like what happened and how did you stay on track when, when you have the potential of getting derailed for something that big? Yeah, that is a great question. And I'm going to answer that in two ways, Matt, if that's all right. One, I want to explain what we're doing now and how this ties in so much to back then and how it really evolved from that to answer your question. That'd uh, be great. Getting out of the Air Force, my father and I started a company based on research that he had started back in the 70s. I joined him in that. And what we were looking for is what sets apart the top 10% from everyone else in the world, any industry, sales, executives, entrepreneurs, what do they do differently? What are their habits? What's their day-to-day -day routine? What are the principles they focus on? And it's very interesting because as you look at this group of the top 10%, you see over and over certain things that they do that most other people aren't willing to do or don't do. And what we call those are the 12 principles of highly successful leaders. And that's what's in our book, Becoming Your Best. And if you look back at my own life, my own self as an example, I look back here, one of those principles is to lead with a vision. And at a minimum for entrepreneurs, for ourselves, the thought is that we lead a life by design or we will live a life by default. That's why I said, you know, at 16, I didn't realize that I was actually starting to lead my life rather than just live a life. Once that vision was there, it became very compelling and clear to me. And yes, there were all kinds of ups and downs. There was all kinds of people who said, you can't do this, it's impossible. Ironically, principle 12 of those 12 principles is never give up. And these principles on the outside can seem fairly simple, but the truth is what would happen if we really all live them as we should or as we could? What does that do to a team, to a company, to ourselves? So for example, you know, there's a, a when you get in the pilot training, the first six months, you're all flying the same plane. There's 25 of you in a, in a class. And just to get to that point, you know, I've watched some people who are really qualified get knocked out of the game because of something they couldn't control, their eyesight, you know, a heart murmur. 
And it was just heartbreaking because these people had had this as their dream since they were young and they would have been great pilots. And so you're watching people get knocked out of the game left and right along the way. And then once you're actually in pilot training, you know, you made it a long way when you get to that point. As you're watching people get knocked out, does this, does it feel internally like more exciting because it's getting more narrow and you're still there? Or is it like fearful even like, oh my gosh, who's next? Is it me? Like what's going through your mind and, and in your emotions as it's getting narrowed? So, you know, there's, and that's what we've seen is the same thing that I had to face there is the same thing that almost any entrepreneur will face. It's the same thing that any athlete will face. And it's, it's this mix of emotions of there's always going to be this fear in the back of our mind. And what we need to do, all of us is get a powerful vision and an actionable plan. Because once we stay focused on the vision and the plan, it really does push fear out of the equation because without a vision, without a plan, then the fear can start to dominate that mental conversation. If you know what I mean? Uh, because yeah, otherwise without that vision, without the plan, it's like, well, what's, what if this happens to me? What if, and we start to live in this, what if realm, and that can be very detrimental to the success of anybody in any industry, because this, what if could extend to limitless possibilities. (laughs) And that's what so many of us, like, I know our brains can do that. Right. I'm just curious to you. What's let's play a word association game. What's the, the opposite of fear to you? Like if you want to quell the fear, what, what, what do you do instead? Okay. Let me antidote to fear. Let me, (laughs) the the antidote to fear is what I think I just said is to have a powerful personal vision Vision. and an actionable written plan with goals. And that may sound a little contrite, but I'll tell you what, in our research, less than one to 3% of people have that. I can tell you right now in any organization, I've never seen the number be higher than 7%. That have a, a clear vision with have a, actionable goals. They have a written personal. Yeah, that's right. So if you actually put them together, it's less than 1%. So less than, it's typically 1% to 3% of people who have a written personal vision. 10% of people will attempt goals on their own. You put those both together, less than 1%. So what's the end? That's literally one of the secrets to being one of the top 1% is simply doing, like we've heard these, right? Like it's not that complicated, but you're a guy who's, who's done the research. Yourself, you said you and your father, you spent millions of dollars, so many years working with these top one percenters, the top performers. And what I love about this is you're not talking theory. You're not saying, hey, go for your dreams. You're just saying, look, this is the pattern. This is what people have done. If you want the results, follow the same principles. That's exactly. It is. And the power of the simplicity is can't be understated because the truth is anyone can do this. You know, people often say, are you born a leader? Are you born an entrepreneur? Now, certainly we have different gifts that we come into this world with. At the very same time, any of us can learn and develop these principles, these high performance habits. These can be learned. It's a skill set and it's a mindset. And you were getting ready to retire from service or however you would word that. Did you think right away, hey, were you thinking I'm going to go into maybe the public sector doing similar work? Or did you already think, you know what, there's leadership in this. I'm Jones going to get out and teach this, research this. Did you know you were going to move into the entrepreneurial world or how did that come about after service? Yes. So is this part of it about five years prior to getting, and you know, in college I had sold pest control, majored in marketing, <laughs> got an MBA. So I was, I was well acquainted with what was happening out there in the world. At the same time, my father was still doing this research. So since we're talking about a vision and a plan, four to five years prior to getting out of the Air Force, my commitment being up for a pilot, it's a long time. It's 10 years after pilot training. So our commitment is 11 years. 
Uh, so it's, you know, it's a fairly long commitment. You don't do that unless you're passionate about it. It's kind of like being a surgeon. You're not going to go be a surgeon unless you're passionate about it. Otherwise you just, it's going to be something you hate and get washed out in medical school and, and you end up not doing it. Being a pilot Certainly. is the exact same. Uh, so about four to five years prior to getting out, my father and I had this vision of what we wanted to create. We saw the research was clear. We saw that there are some powerful tools that we were creating that didn't exist in the world. And we knew they could be a huge help to entrepreneurs, to businesses, to people in general. And so we had that vision five years prior to me getting out. And we started really putting the wheels in motion two years prior to separating from the Air Force. So that when we did make that transition, uh, we were already rolling with the new vision and the, and the new plan. And of course, fear. Fear is still always there. You know, is this going to work? Is this going to happen? Are people going to want this? That's that little voice that exists with all of us. But when the vision and plan is powerful and clear enough, it can quiet and, and push that voice away. What was the vision? So you, I, I love how you're saying that. So I, I, it takes me back to you're a teenager. You see the F-16s fly over and you go, I got a vision. I want to do that. What was the original vision or, yeah, I suppose, what's the original vision of the entrepreneur journey for you? When you see this, like I get the generality of like, oh, I want to teach leadership. I'm going to help these people transform. Did you get like a picture in your head that was a clear vision of this is what I want to become or this is the goal we want to have from the very beginning? And if so, what was that or how did that lay out? Yes. Our vision right now is to reach a billion people through becoming your best. Come on. I love that. <laughs> and you know, that, that may sound overwhelming and you might ask, well, how do you measure it? And the truth is you're not going to be able to measure the ripple effect of all of that. It, it's a vision. It's a destination, but it's powerful to watch these principles and habits have a huge impact around the world. I just got back from a tour in Africa where we were in Cape Town, Johannesburg, Nairobi, Kenya, Rwanda, where we're building a becoming your best leadership and entrepreneur Institute, Romania. Uh, we're, we have a central South America tour. We have other facilitators. So this is a movement that everyone is a part of. This isn't just us. This is something that has really impacted. Can I just share an example of this, Matt, with you? Yes, of course. You hear people say change lives all the time. And there's really two components. You've got to have enough money to take care of your family and reach your financial threshold that is aligned with your vision and plan. So of course that part has to be there. It's so much more powerful than when our current reality can align with our vision of, of making a difference in some form or fashion in whatever way that is for you. For us, it's the seminars, it's teaching lives, it's trainer certification, it's coaching, it's these keynotes. So we're in Johannesburg doing a two-day conference where they get to go through each of these 12 principles plus an additional process we call the six steps to planning and execution. At the end of the day, on the second day, this person who had become a good friend, uh, and I'll just make up a name, John, uh, even though that's not his real name, very successful guy, owns 150 retail stores. We had just spent two days on this big preserve that he owns, you know, looking at drafts and lions and all these amazing animals. And so we become good friends with him. Well, he'd gone through a pretty difficult time, you know, classic entrepreneur. He'd made some mistakes along the way, had some hiccups, successful in certain areas, real challenges in other areas. So he had just come off of his second divorce. He's smoking like two packs of cigarettes a day. And his personal life is a little bit in what we would just call turmoil shambles. And I think there's probably some people who are listening to this who can relate to that. We've all had challenges of different sorts. And this was his challenge. So at the end of that two-day conference, this was probably worth the entire trip to Africa for this moment. We're, we're finishing up. Everybody had left except, except my friend here. And I saw an arm reach across my left side. He put a pack of cigarettes on the chair. Then he took his lighter and set it on top of the pack of cigarettes and said, 
that is the last pack of cigarettes I will ever touch the rest of my life. He said, because it no longer aligns with my vision and who I am. And this is the beginning of a new change for X, you know, put in his name there. And then he gave us a hug and walked out of the room. And myself and the other facilitator, we're standing there almost in tears. For 30 seconds, we can't talk. And how do you measure something like that? I mean, there's certainly the financial impact. That's going to save him years of life. That's going to change who he is. And any of us can apply these principles and it will have a financial impact. It'll have an impact on our business. It'll have a huge impact on our lives. And it's just a matter of like what you said, Matt, it's a matter of doing it. We hear so much about these ideas. And the biggest question that people have is, well, how do you do it? And that's where we've tried to help people do that. And I'd like to talk actually about some of the how, because number one is just the principle you talk about. And I love the, the, the picture you just painted is to me, it shows a, an image of someone who needs a massive change, right? Whether it's in the business, in the organization, in life, if there's an overhaul to have, and this is something we all relate to, I need to transform my health, man. I've been, maybe I've been out of shape for too long and, and X, Y, Z, whatever it is. But it's not about changing your whole life. It's about changing that moment. It's about changing a, a tiny detail. And for that man to say, I'm done with cigarettes, that one detail, I'm sure that became this linchpin, right? Like a catalyst that's going to allow him to spiral into more and more positive behaviors, change behaviors. So when we talk about these principles, like never give up, my favorite one, it's probably the most memed, if that's a word, uh, <laughs> leadership quote, right? Never give up. And yep. yet, it's John Cena's quote, for goodness sakes. John Cena, WWE superstar, never give up. And we get it, but then people give up and something gets in the way. What have you found pattern-wise or psychology-wise with these top performers, the top 1%, when it does come to the moment when the average person, or heck, even the 90th percentile person would give up and they don't, what is it that causes someone to say, I'm sticking with it even though it's hard or even though it's impossible or even though you know I lost my faith in it, I'm going to get it back? What causes people to never give up as far as process goes or strategy or emotion, whatever the pattern you've seen? Yeah, that's a good question. And just to answer, there's a couple ways to answer that. You know, one of the comments that I hear from people over and over, different leaders around the world, it's, a, it's the same comment, is after we're done with a keynote, a seminar, whatever it is, They'll say, you know what we realized today? Number one, these principles seem so simple on the outside, yet they're so rarely lived. <laughs> so two is they'll say, it's not just one of these principles alone that makes the difference. It's a combination of all 12 together that creates a chemistry of excellence. And that is exactly right. So for example, never give up is number 12. Be true to character is number one. Lead with a vision is number two. Manage with a plan is number three. So how much easier is it for a person to get up, to press forward? Because here's an example. 90% of sales reps give up after four contacts. 80% of sales are made after five. Well, why are let, only... Let, let's say that again real quick. That's a really good statistic. 80% of sales are made after five contacts. And 90% of sales reps give up after four. So again, what are we looking at? <laughs> Top 10% making 80% of the sales. So you might question, well, why are the other 90% giving up? Fear of failure. I don't want to bother them. You know, I don't want to be told no. There's all these internal emotions. It's so much easier for anybody, especially an entrepreneur, to push on, to never give up if they have a clear vision that's compelling and powerful to them. If they have a specific plan with measurable goals along the way, milestones on how they're going to achieve that vision. If they have character and they follow through, they're true to who they are. They don't lie, cheat, or steal. How much easier is it to follow through and never give up? And 
So you ask, well, how do you not do it? A person who doesn't have a vision, doesn't have a plan, doesn't have a process for prioritizing their timing each week, much higher probability that that person will give up than a person who doesn't. Well, it's simply because now something comes to you. If you haven't prioritized your time, it's like, geez, now I have no margin in life. Now I'm running a little more chaotic. And when something does get in the way, well, I can't focus on this important thing because I got to take care of this fire now. And if you're prioritizing your time, you have less. Guys, check out, um, I'm here with uh, with Rob Schallenberger, uh, former F-16 pilot, if you're just joining us, and uh, amazing, amazing entrepreneur. He and his dad have studied for 40 years leadership traits of the top performers in the entire world. If you want to find out what those principles are, we've gone through some of them here and I got some more questions on it, but you can go over to becomingyourbest.com and right on there, it has a, a beautiful graphic of what the 12 principles of highly successful leaders are. You should make sure you check that out. It, of course, comes from his book, Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. You can get it on Amazon. I'll put in the Amazon affiliate link if you're, or not an affiliate link, a, um, uh, a link to the book so you can get that right away uh, if you want to check that out on Amazon. Also, so it's Becoming Your Best. You can follow Rob at Becoming Your Best on Facebook or Becoming Your Best Global on Instagram. Um, some great Facebook, Instagram photos on there. If, you know, and the memes, the whole thing, you can see exactly what they're up to and what they're doing. And I want to talk real quick for kind of the final part of, of, our, of our time together here about becoming your best university. So if you guys go to becomingyourbestuniversity.com, you have some, like some featured online classes. There's free classes on there, um, things we can learn about these, these 12 principles, becoming a top leader. What's one of the, let's talk about one of the first places to start. When I look at the 12 principles, I do see, is it important to you that they go in order? Is it like one, because, you know, be true to character and then 12 is never give up. So does it make sense that it's sort of, we need to make sure that we're meeting each one of these along the way before we go to the next? Or are these 12 principles that are um, interdependent, but also independent at the same time, if that makes sense? Yeah, probably the latter. They're interdependent and yet independent at the same time. They definitely tie in with each other. And I'm not sure that there's so much an order to them overall. One of the things that's been so powerful, we've done this with the Dallas Cowboys and many others, and it's what they would credit with helping them have their best financial year ever. So it works. And that is to think transformational rather than transactional. As a leader, how do we focus on being a transformational leader? And one of the ways that we invite people to do that is to focus on one of the principles every week with your team, to have a weekly operations meeting. And during that meeting, take 10 to 15 minutes to focus on a principle and how it applies to the team that week. What's an action item? And so that's a very simple and powerful way to get started. This is exactly what Panda Express did with all their store managers last year. Everyone read the book and they focused on one principle a month rather than a week just because of logistics. Oh, so you have, so you have an, basically an annual transformation process where every single month you can focus on one of the principles, implementing it, uh, engaging in the culture, I'm assuming, and really yeah. looking at some details some plans of how to, how to accomplish that. That's phenomenal. So, in, and that's in which one you they, just, they pick them or they probably go one, they end up with 12. Well, and so that's what I was going to get to. That's exactly right is, and I would actually suggest one a week is a better rhythm because it's faster. Having a weekly operations is critical for any offer. Any entrepreneur should be having a weekly operations meeting with your team. And that meeting is a great place to take 10 to 15 minutes to focus on that principle and how it applies to the team. Because any team and any leader will only be as good as their mindset and skill set. So this is a way to help improve that. So to answer your question, yes, typically we just start in the order with one and go all the way through 12 and then start over. So you can you do this as, if you do it weekly, you're talking about a 90 day transformation process. 
yep. which is pretty efficient and quick in business. And if you're in a small business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have a couple of team members, like this can be something you could do. I mean, you could almost do a retreat, right? And go for a week and just go through the process, grab the book, go through the process or do it once a week, like Rob's suggesting. I love that so much. Um, Rob, what let's talk about uh, that um, becoming your best university. I think that's a really cool resource as well. So I'm glad because you've done the research that I haven't, I haven't done 40 years of research and you have, so that's a pretty cool thing. If you go to, again, becomingyourbestuniversity.com, um, talk about one of the resources there, one of those classes that you think is a great way to start something that an entrepreneur could use right away um, to, to make a measure difference. Yeah, and that's a great site, Matt. The reason this is here is because, you know, I mentioned that we've been all over the world and there's a lot of people that just don't have access and the ability to fly to a public event somewhere across the world. So they were asking, can you put this stuff online? And we finally did about four weeks ago. And this is just the beginning. There's going to be a lot more courses that will be added to this that will help you as an entrepreneur. So there's probably two. If you go to becomingyourbestuniversity.com, you'll see several that you can use right now that are free. How to develop a powerful personal vision. We've been talking a lot about that. Uh, a powerful way to give and receive feedback. One that applies to every entrepreneur. And I think all of us listening to this can relate. If you've hired you know, more than five or 10 people in your career, you know what I'm talking about. And that is how to hire the right person the first time. <laughs> so there are five keys that we've developed that will help you weed out the wrong people 90% of the time. You know, will they slip through the cracks every once in a while? Yes, but very rarely. When you use these, this process to hire someone, it's totally different than I've seen uh, utilized in almost every organization that we've worked with. So that's a free course. It's simple. It's powerful. Uh, the other one is the Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference. Uh, we've developed this uh, entrepreneur Bible or playbook that we call it. It's about 120 pages. It has a process that you can follow whether you're building a business from scratch or whether you're established and you're trying to figure out how do I grow this to the next level and pivot. And that's normally 197. You'll see that on the university. Anybody who's listening to this podcast will create a coupon code or a promo code, Matt, M-A-T-T, and that'll take $100 off that course. So it's just $97. If you want to fly to Utah to attend in person, it's $1,200. Uh, so you, you, can take, you can take the live conference streaming essentially or, or, or record it online. You can do that for half price, 97. That's a really cool thing. And that's what we did. It's basically the conference. We recorded it and put it on here. So you don't have to pay $1,200 and fly to Utah. Get it for $97. Just use the promo code Matt, M-A-T-T. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Rob, I sure appreciate your time. You've been um, just so giving and amazing. Uh, I love your stories and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Well, thank you, Matt, for doing this. Thank you to all the listeners and we wish you the greatest success. Guys, thanks for listening to the show today, The Driven Entrepreneur. If you are in the car somewhere coast to coast listening on uh, your favorite station, I am so glad that you're with us. If you do not get the podcast downloaded, you should get that on the device you're choosing. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts, you can get that. Subscribe, rate, and review, and you'll make sure you get it on demand every single time. You won't miss any stories like we have a Rob Schallenberger. Guys, you can follow Rob Schallenberger again, my guest today, at Facebook at Becoming Your Best at Instagram at Becoming Your Best Global. Check out his book. I'm certainly excited about this book myself. I'm getting it, looking for it, forward to going through it with the team. Becoming Your Best, The 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders. And then finally, check out Becoming Your Best University. Um, there is, I, I love that, there's the five keys to hire the right person the first time around. It's a free course, grab it. And then if you wanna be part of his Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference, uh, you can get the, the online version of the live conference for half price, 97 bucks promo code Matt. We'll put all that in the show notes if you follow us on iTunes and so forth. Thanks for listening. Get out there as usual. Have an awesome week and crush it.